Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Pursuant to Internal Revenue Service guidance, be advised that any federal tax advice contained in this program is not intended to be used and it cannot be used by any person or entity for the purpose of avoiding any tax penalties that may be imposed by the Internal Revenue Service or any other U.S. federal taxing authority or agency or promoting, marketing, or recommending to another party any transaction or matter addressed in this show. The opinions expressed by the host and the guests are their own and may not be used as authoritative advice. Any use of this material without the written consent of the host is strictly prohibited. You're Listening to the IRS Radio Hour with your host, Attorney Stephen Leahy, on AM560 The Answer. Tune in every week at 5 for an informative discussion about IRS obligations, credit card debt, mortgage default, collection activity, and how to resolve these legal issues using tax resolution, debt settlement, mortgage loan modification, foreclosure defense, and bankruptcy. Your host is Stephen Leahy and the principal at Open Tax Resolutions and the law office of Stephen Leahy, PC. Stephen is the author of Deal With Your IRS Problems Today. IRS and debt issues are serious, but there is help. There are resolutions. So get ready and take notes during the IRS Radio Hour. And now, here's your host, Attorney Stephen Leahy. Welcome to the program. We are coming to you live at... uh well, we're live today, but we're on, but we're being recorded from Studio C here at AM 560, The Answer. This is the IRS Radio Hour. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Now, remember, the IRS Radio Hour is brought to you by the law office of Stephen A. Leahy, PC, and Open Tax Advocates. God bless you, Open Tax <laughs> Resolution. Now, Open Tax Advocates helps business professionals solve IRS problems. We help them with audits and levies, liens and garnishments, collections, unfiled tax returns, and payroll tax issues. We also help people with mortgage foreclosures, loan modifications, bankruptcy, and other debt-related issues. So if you have any of these problems, or if you know someone who does, you should give us a call at 312-664-6649. Again, it's 312-664-6649. Or you can visit us on the web at chicagotaxteam.com. Now, I'm going to talk about foreclosures later in the show because uh, there's the, the moratorium that was just extended. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in the in the Mr. Know-It-All segment. In the uh, in the uh, in the uh, blog segment, I'm going to talk about um, how to avoid tax audits, IRS tax audits. So you don't miss that one. That's a big one. That's because nobody wants to be audited. OK, so I want to welcome our our technical producers, uh, Joliet Josh, thanks for joining us today, Joliet. And let's go on to the show. Review and comment on the news. The news roundup. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big sports fan, as is our Joliet Josh, a big sports fan. Uh, and you know, I remember in 1972, probably before that too, but the one first one I remember, the first, the first uh, Olympics I remember, 1972. Munich, I believe it was, and uh, the and it was 
that was huge. I mean, we stayed home. I, I was like 10 years old, nine years old, 10 years old. And, uh, but we watched everything. And, and that was the, that was the year that the, that, that the Israeli athletes were taken over and, uh, and it was, uh, so it was big news. Um, and, and then I remember 1976, that was a huge year, uh, you know, it was the bicentennial and, and George Foreman and, and Leon, uh, I think Leon Spinks and, and, um, uh, uh, you know, Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, great, great boxing and, and Mark Spitz and all, you know, it was great sports. The, the Olympics was awesome. Uh, and then they split them because they used to have in the same year. It was, it was, uh, it was the summer Olympics and the Olympics winter olympics were the same year now then then they split them now this year the, the, we're going to go to we we're off a year because they, they last year was pandemic so they didn't have the the uh olympics last year so this year they're going to have the olympics in japan and right before now it's supposed to start what next week or some two weeks something's supposed to start and uh japan just came out and said uh oh yeah we're not going to have any uh there's not going to be anybody there you know no no uh no audience, nothing. It's like, why didn't you do it last year? Well, we didn't do it last year because you couldn't have an audience. Then why are you doing it this year without an audience? But, you know, Japan is such an isolated uh, island anyway. And so they're so afraid. Uh, and maybe that, you know, they, they haven't had the, the pandemic hasn't hit them so hard uh, as as hard as as uh, other nations. And maybe that's what they're afraid of is having people come in and bringing it. You know, uh, and that's one of the things about isolation, right, is that you can't, and that's the, this whole pandemic. If you're isolated, then how are you going to have the immune, immune system that's, uh, that's going to fight this, this system? What they're telling us now is a lot of these, uh, a lot of these uh, um, vaccines, you need, a, you need to reboot it. And I, I was listening this morning to Naomi Wolf, who's kind of a... Uh, progressive used to be a progressive, I would say, but she was talking about she had read the the financials of these Moderna and their whole thing they they likened it to software right that you need updates so this this vaccine is not a one one time deal. They were selling this last year, telling investors, "Don't worry, it's not a one time deal. We're going to be selling this these vaccines for years to come. You're going to need one. You know, every year you're going to need a booster, and uh, and you know, the, and the profit margin is huge on these things because the government doesn't ask about uh, about the price. They just keep buying them and giving them away. Uh, and and so uh, so here so here we are. It's like I was talking about Anthony Fauci, who is so disappointed in the in that that people aren't dying anymore. I think Anthony Anthony Fauci's disappointed. He keeps bringing this. He still keeps wanting to bring um, the the new Delta. Is it Delta? The uh, the 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 new variant. Okay, and the Epsilon variants right up the block. And and I saw some Chinese uh, dissidents here in in America from the Epic Times who reported that the Chinese government is planning on another variant being released here in America because it's had such a devastating effect. And the way that we have um, reacted has only helped them. And, and they're hoping that we'll do it, all again, do it all again. Now, I hope, I hope 
that we never go back to this. You know, it didn't work, and I don't, I don't care what anybody says. The these isolation didn't work. It doesn't help. Uh, it doesn't help our immune systems when we're always rely. We got to rely on all these drugs all the time. And if we don't have the drugs, we're all going to die. And it's going to be a lifetime of a needle in your arm every year to to, to, to battle a new variant because the new variant it's never going away, right? It has gone. Viruses have been here forever. Why is it that all of a sudden now is it is it the was it man made uh, anyway? Does it come from Wuhan? I, you know, I happen to think that that's probably a good theory. But but again, I think what what's going on now is that they don't want us to get away from the masks. They don't want us to get away from uh, social distancing. They don't want us to get away from going to work every day. Right. And and they, that's why they they keep offering us all money to stay home still. Stay home. Everything will be fine. Oh, new variants out there. I, I haven't seen the numbers. I saw I, although I did see some numbers that last week, uh, one day last week was the first week, uh, first day in 400 and some days that there was not a death in Chicago from the from the covid Okay, so is that good news? That's great news. Uh, and but we why don't we treat it as the good news that it is instead of always worrying about the next one? You know, we got to protect ourselves. We got we 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 got to stop. We got to wear masks all the time. I don't want to wear a mask. I'm never going back to a mask. And I think the the draconian efforts by many in the government, you know, whether you're talking about Australia and Australia locked down, they're locked. I believe they're locked down again and they lo- they've locked down over and over again. England's locked down. Uh, Canada, uh, the Trudeau just came out and said, if you haven't had a vaccine, you're not welcome here in Canada. Well, here's what we should do. Don't go to Canada. You know why? Um so anyway, I think that we need to we have to learn to live with it. It's over a year now, 15 months. Uh we I think it was been it was a mistake to shut down. People might disagree with me, but I but I think that there's enough evidence to show that that was a mistake. And the biggest mistake of all would be doing it again. You know, locking down again and and creating all this problem all over again cuz who benefited well, it wasn't the normal everyday person. The billionaires, the big companies, they've made more money than ever before. I saw that Illinois took in more money last year than they ever have before. How did that happen? And then they got the government money. So they they, they clicked up the uh, one notch for the Illinois bonds. You know, now we're two, two uh, notches above junk bonds. Um, but but how could that happen? How With nobody working and nobody buying stuff and nobody going on, how could Illinois' income go up? doesn't make any sense to me. A lot of things don't make sense to me. But I try to make sense of them here on the air. So if you're having a problem, remember that this show is sponsored by the law office of Stephen A. Leahy, PC, and Open Tax Advocates. Open Tax Advocates helps business professionals solve IRS problems. So if you're having an IRS problem, give us a call at 312-664-6649. Again, that number is 312-664-6649. You can visit us on the web at chicagotaxteam.com. The next segment is the blog segment. And again, I'm going to talk about tax uh, audits. So how do you avoid an IRS tax audits? That's something that we all should know. So we're going to take a short break. You can join us on the other side here, here on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back. 
the IRS Radio Hour with attorney Stephen Leahy. Stephen has helped hundreds of Chicagoans recover from financial disaster, and he wants to help you and your family. There are resolutions, and you will hear about all those resolutions during today's informative discussion on the IRS Radio Hour on AM560, The Answer. Now, here's your host, attorney Stephen Leahy. Welcome back to the program. Uh, as the gentleman just said, I am your host. I'm attorney Stephen Leahy. We're here with Joliet Josh, our technical producer. Uh, we're having a lot of fun here today. And you can catch some of, more of this fun. on. Uh, you probably caught it last night. I hope you did because we were, we were on the Trust Radio Network with our, our guest was attorney Nishe Sanon. Now, Nishe is a... Uh, He's a frequent guest here on our show because we have because first he knows so much about about uh, uh, criminal law and federal and federal uh, and federal courts because that's what he helps people do generally financial uh, financial crimes uh, so we we uh, can match uh, uh, cases because he helps people in criminal law but I help people with in in uh, civil law as you know and so we had a lot of fun. You should listen to him. We talk about uh, one of his recent clients, uh, John McAvee. And uh, if you, I hope you caught the show. If you didn't catch the show, you can catch it on Facebook, YouTube, uh, WatchTalkRadio.com, a lot of Spotify. So it's it's all over and on my on my website, ChicagoTaxTeam.com. There's a there's a link there for the show. So we try to be everywhere so you can find us. If you hit, didn't catch the show last night, find it. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of great information there. So let's go on with the show. It's the blog segment. The blog. The blog. That's right. Man, you're going to go over and talk about taxes and tax audits. Because right? everybody gets audited. When you're, when, you, when you're a criminal, you get audited. Not everybody gets audited. But not, just because you get audited, though, doesn't make you a criminal. Right. Although they try to treat you like a criminal. So so and, and I was mentioning to people, uh, you know, the IRS, the big news about the IRS recently has been that they're doubling the size, nearly doubling the size of the IRS. Some of some Elizabeth Warren wants to make it four times bigger. Right. Why are they doing that? Because they're spending so much money and they're saying, well, how are we going to pay for all this? There's got to be a way to pay for it. And they don't want to tell everybody that they're going to raise your taxes, but they're going to raise your taxes. But before they do that. They're going to want to wring out as much money from the, what's already out there. So this is what they call the tax gap. And the tax gap is the difference between what the IRS gets and what they think they should get. And they've always said that that's $3 billion to $7 billion. I mean, yeah, $7 no, I shouldn't say. $300 million to $700 million. Okay, they're not sure where it is. Or I said billion dollars. I meant billion dollars. Because remember, you can. Because now we're talking trillion dollars, right? Because now they're saying it's a trillion dollars. Okay, so that's and one. That's one of the things that they're using against us to to go to to justify growing the the IRS. And so one of the things they're going to do, they're going to audit everybody. They already said that they're going to audit. They're going to audits are going to go up more than fifty percent right away. They're going to start auditing auditing everybody. So now the good news is is that not every you know very few people get audited. I think if you li- if you make more than I have the numbers here. So if you make more than a million dollars, then you got a 1% chance of being audited, right? If you make, uh, actually, that was between 200,000 and 1 million, you got about a 1% chance to be audited. If you make more than a million, 
you have a 2.4% chance to be audited, but you can get a lawyer and accountants because you got the money. <laughs> uh, if you, if you make, uh, if you make more than $200,000 and less than a million, then it's about 0.4%. So not that many people get audited, um, but they want to double it. Okay. And so, so you don't want to be the one getting audited. Right. So how do you avoid an audit? So that's what we, so that's what we wanted to talk about. OK, so one of the things you want to do is um, first make if you make a mistake on your on your tax return. Right. You make a mathematical error or mistake. Now, they're they're harder to do that now because everything's done electronically. But if you make an error on your on your you're going to get audited. OK. And so that's why sometimes it makes sense. First, if I'm a business owner, let me tell you about that first. If you're a business owner and you're doing your own tax return. It's a red flag right there because taxes are complicated. And if I have a business, they're even more complicated. And if I'm doing the taxes myself, it's, there's a very good chance that I made an error. It's, it's also, uh, also when you put your own, when I'm in business for myself and I put my own business on schedule C. So I'm a self, if I'm a sole proprietor or if I'm an LLC and I put all of my, t- uh, exempt, uh, deductions on my tax return. Well, that's a problem because that's how, that's how, uh, tax preparers that are cheaters, that's how they cheat, right? They make up deductions and they put it on your schedule C and schedule A. And this is how they lie. And a lot of people don't look at their tax returns. They just like when they hire a tax preparation company to, uh, to, and they, they just put, look, look how much money you're getting back. Great. Where do I sign? How do I get the money? So that's another way to avoid uh, getting audited. Don't hire a bad tax preparer because what happens is when the IRS discovers it and they will, they're going to audit everybody that they've ever done an, a, a return for. And so first thing, if, if you pay someone to do your, uh, to do your tax return, make sure they sign it. Okay, because then they're li- then they're going to be liable. Now you're going to be liable too because you here's something that people don't understand. When you sign your tax return, you're signing it under penalty of perjury. So when if it's wrong, you've attested to the truth of it. So I so they the IRS did some interviews with people from these tax preparation companies and they asked, well, do you have a business? They said, no, I never had a business. Well, did you take these? I never had those deductions. But the IRS says, well, well, that's what your tax return says. And you signed it under penalty of perjury. So you lied. So technically, they, you've committed a crime. Now, look, the good news is that they don't generally put you in jail for that. Uh, because you're kind of a victim, even though you signed it under penalty of perjury. You're kind of a victim because you fell victim to this to this uh, nefarious uh, tax preparer, okay? So uh, have unreported foreign accounts. So, you know, the the IRS used to be that you can get a Swiss bank account and you were pretty sure that the Swiss weren't going to tell everybody about it. But now all of the, they all tell people, they they tell the the United States government all the accounts from from, uh, American citizens. And another thing about cryptocurrency now, cryptocurrency is the same way everybody lays oh it's it's anonymous nobody knows i have it well these uh exchanges are now giving this information to the irs who has an account in their exchange they used to be anonymous but it's not anonymous anymore and don't count on it being anonymous don't think you can hide money in an exchange and and that they're never going to tell the irs because they are going to tell the irs so that's so so that's another way to get yourself audited uh, don't report some income. Remember, if you report, if you, 
if you get some income from a source, they're not only going to send you a 1099 or a W-2, they're sending it to the IRS. And so when I file my tax return, if I, and I'm supposed to connect, uh, include the W-2s or the 1099s, and if I don't include one, the IRS knows it. Right. So you can't and everything's electronic now so they can match it. They may. Well, they, they hey, they said they gave you 1099. Why isn't it on your tax return? You're going to get audited. OK, so that it's not worth the audit price. Um, take repeated losses on home businesses. This is what we call the the uh, hobby. Right. So the IRS always wants to say. So if you're making um, you're making widgets at home because that's what you like to do. And then you start selling them and making money. You say, hey, this is a business now. I could take these deductions. Well, the IRS won't let you take some of these deductions. OK, because they're going to say it's a it's a hobby. It's not a business. And that now there's things you can do to set up a business correctly so you can fight back against the IRS. But most people don't do that. Right. They just kind of start something. They start making some money at it. And then they say, well, this is a business now. Again, so there's things you can do. Maybe that's something we can talk about in the future on this blog segment about how the steps you can take to turn your hobby into a business, a legitimate business that you can take all of the deductions for. And or and, uh, I already have here, use an unscrupulous tax preparer, right? And I've already talked about that, but I'm going to mention it again because it's because people get sucked into this this scam that because they get so much money back and they tell all their friends and families, hey, this guy's the greatest tax preparer ever. And, and so don't judge how good a tax preparer is by how much money they're giving you back, okay? Because that's usually an indication that they're not good. Right, that they're cheating, and who, and when they cheat, you're going to get caught. You're going to get the the refund, maybe for a couple of years, but then the IRS is going to catch on, and they're going to come back at you and want that money back. So you don't just because the guy cheated you doesn't mean you don't have to. You get to keep that money. You got to give it back to the IRS. So these are the things you can do to avoid an IRS audit. And everybody should have the goal to avoid an IRS audit. Not a good thing. We help people with audits, but they're very expensive and not not and not very successful often. So and that's something we could talk about next week. So, but remember, if you're having an audit, if someone is auditing you, you should give us a call at three one two six. 664-6649. Again, it's 312-664-6649. Visit us on the web at chicagotaxteam.com. Now remember, we're going to take a short break, listen to our sponsors, and come right back here on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the IRS Radio Hour with attorney Stephen Leahy. Stephen has helped hundreds of Chicagoans recover from financial disaster, and he wants to help you and your family. There are resolutions, and you will hear about all those resolutions during today's informative discussion on the IRS Radio Hour on AM560, The Answer. Now, here's your host, attorney Stephen Leahy. From 1788 until the end of time, we the people make a resolution to defend the Constitution. We're not going to sit here and listen to you bad mouth the United States of America. So let liberty, justice, and freedom ring. It's the Constitution segment. Our Constitution is a document in which we the people tell the government what it is allowed to do. Well, welcome back to the program. I am your host. I'm attorney Stephen Leahy. We're here with uh, our Joliet Josh. And we're also uh, joined here for this Constitution segment with our uh, friend and colleague, uh, attorney Nishay Sanin. 
So welcome back to the to the show, Nisha. Well, thanks for having me again. Okay, so I we I wanted to talk because uh, we should, we record the show on Fridays, and uh, a new case came out. So talk a little bit about this new case from the Supreme Court. Uh, we haven't really read it, so but but I know the issues, and I've been really following this. Right. And I was hoping, you know, I was hoping. So that- it's called Americans for Prosperity Foundation versus Bonta B O N T A, in which a six to three ruling says that it's a violation of the First Amendment, uh, the California donor disclosure law. So it's been overturned, so they cannot require you to disclose a donor in California or anywhere now if it comes from a charitable organization. Well, we, we remember this case from uh, from several years ago before the gay marriage was passed by the Supreme Court that they had the proposition, whatever it was, one of the numbers. Right. And, and people, they had, and it passed in... California right. and people were giving the money to this to this group to get this the proposition passed, uh, and then their names were given out uh, disclosures, and then everybody went after them, right. and they were canceled because of the money that they gave to this organization. Just speaking up, and so this is why this is why I was so following this case so much because uh, obviously one of the things that they're going to do, and we're already talking about, you know, they uh, I think some. What was some big organization just came? Some big corporation just came out and said they're not they're not funding any of these uh, co- congressmen who supported the the, the, uh, re- the insurrection the insurrection, the insurrection. Right. and and uh, but but again if I'm an organization and I start anybody who gives me money they'll just target them and right. they, and and so I, I well this is the way it should be people <laughs> shouldn't know who you give your money to it's my decision to make it's your decision to make it's a charity's decision to make why does why do politicians need to know or why do these people who think that only their right need to know because it is they target people and that's the whole purpose of this disclosure right. law law i think well no it's really about just letting everybody know who's who's saying what um you know i you know again i it's the it's the problem of targeting people and silencing them it's the vindictiveness that comes yeah, exactly. with me not agreeing with your exactly. political views and it's about silencing people right, right? so you they're, they're trying and that's what they're using these rules for is to silence them and i think off uh, air you and i were talking about some of the uh so, some of these decisions that, and this last week I, on the Constitution segment, I think I talked about that seventy percent of all these cases have been unanimous or near unanimous. But this one was a six to three. It was decision. a six to three split. Yeah, or not I, split, and I, I haven't uh, I haven't looked at the I haven't looked at the 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 division, but I'm going to guess what the six to right. three was. And it, although this this uh, term was uh, was odd in that there was a lot of odd pairings. In, in this, that. this term was a lot different than most terms. There wasn't party lines, or we'll call governmental lines. There wasn't this as was many, a yes. more of a people may have actually just read the briefs, followed the law, and you know voted the right way. It's a terrible thing. Well, <laughs> you know it's interesting, but that's the second First Amendment case that's come out in this session. We had the case where the high schooler uh, you know went ranted about her school. And guess what? If I'm not on school grounds and I'm not using school property, I should be able to say what I want. That is First Amendment, free speech, and it's protected by the Constitution. As it should be. It should be. And that's what, you know, And all these teachers believe that they're above, right. you know, reproach and they should be able to do whatever they want. You know, I, I saw some, I think it was, uh, I saw some people have repeated it, but talking about putting cameras in the classroom. Because now, you know, with, with, the, right. uh, with the Zoom Classes. classrooms and mom and dad got to see what they were teaching they were kind of surprised at what was going right. on and so maybe you know again shedding light on what's really going on that's not a bad thing well, remember you can't teach dr seuss no more 
<laughs> it's crazy. It's it is crazy. just nuts. And I, you know, again, I saw a a video that was in the courtroom, and they, I mean, in a classroom about the gay pride stuff, and they got five year olds and six year olds, you know, you know, ranting about gay, right. gay pride. Now, again, what do whatever you want, but the five or six years old, maybe, maybe, well, maybe that's. But still why a are bit. they teaching that in public school? You know why they're teaching it, right? Propaganda. Yeah, it's all. It's propaganda. all propaganda. It's all, it's all propaganda. Well, and especially it, with all the you know they're trying to erase history. Look, it's history. You learn from it. You may not have liked it, but you learn from yep. it. And if we don't teach history, then how's this world going to turn out? I agree with that. But again, it's about uh, it's about freedom of association, about freedom of speech. That's one thing in this show. We always support the Constitution. I know sometimes that I don't agree with the Supreme Court the way they interpret the Constitution. Right. And uh, but I have a right, as you do, to fight to get our views heard That's in right. the way the Constitution ought to be read. And if we don't want to give them our, if we want to give them our money and we don't want them to know, we have that right now too. God bless them. So thanks so much. So again, if you have a, a problem, you want to keep your rights, <laughs> then you should give us a call at Open Tax Advocates at three one two six six four six six four nine. Again, it's three one two six six four six six four nine. Visit us on the web at chicagotaxteam.com. dot com. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, listen to our sponsors and come back right back here on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the IRS Radio Hour with attorney Stephen Leahy. Stephen has helped hundreds of Chicagoans recover from financial disaster, and he wants to help you and your family. There are resolutions, and you will hear about all those resolutions during today's informative discussion on the IRS Radio Hour on AM560, The Answer. Now, here's your host, Attorney Stephen Leahy. Yeah, I am the tax man here on AM560, The Answer, with our technical producer, producer, Joliet Josh, and you, the listener. And now, here's that man with a head just crammed full of knowledge, Mr. Know-it-all. Yes, I am Mr. Know-it-all. Actually, I'm attorney Stephen Leahy. And I, but I have, here's the question that people are asking me. Hey, attorney Leahy, is there, did the moratorium end? Because it was supposed to end June 30th. So here's the answer. No, I was I was kind of for, for, uh, forecasting that it would not end on June 30th. But what happened, and then there was the consumer Financial Protection Bureau, that new bureau, uh, that they were they were talking about putting in new rules uh, in August to prevent foreclosures broadly across the board until uh, at least January of 2022. And so, uh, what happened was that the the uh, um, administration, the the Biden administration, came through and they extended the moratorium to. Uh, to July 31st of this year. Okay, so now it's coming up again. The moratorium's coming up. And the uh, the Bureau, I'm going to call them the Bureau because I don't want to keep going through the acronym and I don't want to, you know. The, uh, but the Bureau also came out with some new rules. They did not do what, what, what many suspected they were going to do, which was continue the moratorium uh, broadly against everybody until until 2022 but what they did was they limited who the who is gonna uh, this moratorium is gonna apply to so there's still a moratorium for some people and you have the thing is though you can't just it's not it's not just that it's out there for everybody no matter what you do now you have to take action so i always tell people and this is this is 
This is something that's very difficult for people. When you're behind in your mortgage, don't stick your head in the sand. And, and so many people do this. They just ignore what's going on because there's things we can do to help you. But you got to ask for help and you got to know what's going on. And you have to. And now the, to, to get in to stay in this moratorium, you have to take action. So one of the, so under the federal mortgage servicing laws, a servicer generally can't initiate a foreclosure until the borrower is more than now it's 120 days late. Right. So if you're already 120 days late and the moratorium's coming, well, how can you continue the moratorium? Well, here's what you can do. You can ask for a loan modification, right? Put it in writing, send it to them. Okay. They, they, uh, if you, you have to submit a complete loss mitigation application before the foreclosure starts. So there's been a moratorium and there hasn't been a more foreclosure started. So ask for a loan modification. Start now. Call your mortgage company. Say, Hey, I want a, a, uh, package, a loan modification package. They call them. Okay. So ask for one. They'll send it to you and then fill it out and send it back. And then they have to get they they cannot go to foreclosure until they review it. Now that's going to take some time, and the more because there's so many people involved right now. If we if everybody gets involved and starts sending all these packages back to the IR to their mortgage companies, well, they're going to be delayed, and it's going to take some time for them to process them and then come up with an and then come up with a decision. And once they come up with the decision, appeal it. You can appeal it, and it's and it's right here in the, in the in the uh, in the rules. So if you first, if they haven't filed a foreclosure and you've asked for for a loan modification, they can't file a foreclosure. And then if they deny you, and then you ask for an appeal, they still can't foreclose against you. So you could still push this into next year. For most people who are facing foreclosure, what what are they looking for? Time. Right, you need time to get back on your feet, and that's one thing here in Illinois with our foreclosure law will allow you time. So if we could buy more time up front before you file a bit, uh, they for, file a foreclosure case, then that just adds the because t- once they file the foreclosure case, we, that most of those cases go a year, sometimes two years, sometimes three years. Right, so it depends, but most cases I think are a year, year and a half. Okay. But if they can't file until next year, now I just bought another six months. So now we're talking about two years, right? And as I always tell everybody, as long as you're in your home, anything can happen. Things can change, right? They could come up with new programs. They could come. You can make more money. You could file a chapter 13 maybe and save your home. There's things that you can do. I, I can tell you that there's going to be a lot of programs for people with loan modifications. All these people that are in forbearance right now, they can't foreclose on all of you. I mean, actually they could, but they won't. Okay, because the government won't let them, and it's not good for business for them, because that will drive the house of all the the price of all these houses down, because there'll be too many on the market, right? Supply and demand. They don't want the prices of houses to go down. That's what happened in two thousand and eight, and they got the mortgage companies got caught with big losses because the value of the homes dropped so much. And when they took them over at the foreclosure sale, they got a house that was underwater. They, and they lost money because people filed bankruptcy to protect themselves from the deficiency. Right. And so they're not going to do that this time, but you got to get involved. You got to take action. If you're very good at, at, uh, at checking up and following up and doing research, do it yourself. But if you're not good at that, 
If you're not good at following up and paperwork, then you should hire somebody. We help people with foreclosures. And you should call us then if you're having a foreclosure at 312-664-6649. Again, it's 312-664-6649. Visit us on the web at chicagotaxteam.com. Take action. Like I say in my commercial, fight back now. Okay, that's what you can do. So listen to the, you know, listen, take some action. Come right back here on AM 560, The Answer. Thank you, Mr. Know-It-All. I forgot. Welcome back to the IRS Radio Hour with attorney Stephen Leahy. Stephen has helped hundreds of Chicagoans recover from financial disaster, and he wants to help you and your family. There are resolutions, and you will hear about all those resolutions during today's informative discussion on the IRS Radio Hour on AM560, The Answer. Now, here's your host, attorney Stephen Leahy. This segment of the IRS Radio Hour brought to you by Triple Zeros. Triple Zeros, the anti-hot take sports show, available wherever you get your podcast. And now, here's your host, Stephen Leahy. Well, thank you very much, Josh, and I'm very happy that that you guys are hosting our this segment of our show. Uh, it is the sports segment, and here, what's the biggest news in sports in, in my world? The big loss, the big losers. <laughs> I went and saw them. Uh, I went, went out to uh, Milwaukee, and uh, they lost. <laughs> they keep losing. Of course, they got swept over there in Milwaukee, and then uh, uh, you know the, the the losses keep coming. Uh, um, you know, I, I I don't know if it's planned. Uh, but I think it's working right into their plans because they, they wanted to start selling off, and I think they're going to start selling off, and we're going to be back to to rebuilding. So let me ask you, uh, why is it that the Yankees never rebuild? Why is it that what the St. Louis Cardinals never rebuild? Why is it that you know the Los Angeles Dodgers never rebuild? They just are in it every year. They're there every year. They don't have to take a re- – well, let's take five years off. Let's lose 90 games uh, a year for, for four years, and then we could be good. Why is that? And, I, you know, now as a, as a long-time season ticket holder, I, so here we are. I record on Fridays. I, fr- Friday afternoon, beautiful Friday afternoon. Baseball, oh, beautiful day for baseball. Playing the Cardinals, our arch nemesis. Those, I would sell these tickets against the Cardinals when we even – Back in the day, I'd make so I'd make money on these. I can't give the tickets away. Nobody wants the tickets. Now I'm not going to give up my my tickets. But but uh, you know it's 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 like what are you doing? I could buy my I could buy the tickets online every day for every game I want to go to for half the price I'm paying. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm not getting any support from the from the Chicago Cub organization. They don't seem to give a rat's behind. About about what what I have to do with the tickets. Well, why don't you just go to all the games? I can't go to eighty some games. I want to. I used to go to thirty games a year. Now I only that was my that until the, the pandemic. I always went to at least thirty games a year, and uh, um, and now this year I've gone to two innings, three innings, uh, and that's it. 
And uh, and of course, last year we didn't get any. This is what happens with the pandemic, right? It ruins your your uh, uh, the whole your whole way of doing your of the way you live your life. And uh, it made me change the way I live my life. I'd like to go to the game still. Um, I don't, I'm fighting it, so we'll see how that goes. But I, I, I let's talk a little bit about the uh, NBA finals uh, there, Josh. I know that uh, I know that uh, Milwaukee's. I remember, we don't air till Sunday, but I think they play on Saturday or they play Sunday. Sunday, you're right. They're on Sunday. Um, they're up against it right now. Yeah, it's, they're down two zero, but they haven't played at home yet. So, um, I think honestly, the only takeaway you should have right now, other than the, the Suns are, have played really well, is that the NBA is the big winner here because in a time when people were worried about super teams tearing down the product, you have two homegrown, just add some pieces type of organizations with uh, their own superstars. That's the best thing possible for the NBA. I agree with you 100%, okay, because I think they, I think the super teams kind of lose it for everybody. It's like, well, you know. It's, it's predetermined. Same, you know who's going to yeah, end up. the same guys all the time. You know, it's the same you know, same thing. So I, I agree with you there. And I, even I watch some of the, the Bucks only because I'm going against the Bucks. Okay. Yeah, but you have an interest in it. It's a home, team, I it's a agree small with market. You. Because I, I'm going to tell you, the last couple of years, I haven't cared which way, which way it goes. And so, uh, you know, again, we, we have this rivalry with Milwaukee. As I do, uh, and we all do here in Chicago. So it gets me interested in it. So thanks so much for your sponsor of this program. And thanks so much to you, the listener, for joining us here every Sunday at 5 o'clock. Uh, we thank you so much. Uh, now, don't don't forget that we have the Trust Radio Network on Saturdays at 7, and you can listen to that show too. So, again, now listen to Shalom Klein and come right back here next Sunday at 5 o'clock on AM 560, The Answer.